Welcome to the Way Fellowship Church of Dallas podcast series. Please enjoy this message by our own senior pastor, Tavares Gardner. Now, Adam knew Eve, his wife, and she conceived and bore Cain and said, I have acquired a man from the Lord. Then she bore again, this time his brother Abel. Now, Abel was a keeper of sheep. But Cain was a tiller of the ground. You need to remember what Cain was. What was he? He was a what? What was his occupation? What was his metron? And in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. And Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat. And the Lord respected Abel and his offering. But he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry and his countenance fell. So the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? And why has your countenance fallen? If you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, sin lies at the door, and its desire is for you. But you should rule over it, which lets me know that we got power to rule over sin. So those of us that say, I got the can't help it, you just don't know that you have control. God already told Cain, he said, he said, I've already given you the victory over sin. And you got the Holy Ghost too. Now, they didn't have the Holy Ghost at the time, but touch your neighbor and say, we got the Holy Ghost. All right, let's keep on reading. But you shall rule over it. Verse 8, now Cain talked with Abel, his brother. And it came to pass, everybody say it came to pass, when they were in the field that Cain rose up against Abel, his brother, and killed him. Then the Lord said to Cain, where is Abel, your brother? I don't know. Am I my brother's keeper? It's a dangerous thing to be fly with God. It's a dangerous thing to become common with God and think that you can talk to him any kind of way when all he has to do is snatch that little breath out of your body. It wasn't that God didn't know. He wanted to check him, check his conscience, see if there was any conviction in there. God ain't stupid. Verse 10. And he said, what have you done? The voice of your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. So now you are cursed from the earth, which, op- which has opened its mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand. When you till the ground, it shall no longer yield its strength to you. A fugitive? And a vagabond you shall be on the earth. And Cain said to the Lord, my punishment is too great that I can bear. It's greater than I can bear. 
Surely you have driven me out this day from the face of the ground. I shall be hidden from your face. I shall be a fugitive and a vagabond on the earth. And it will happen that anyone who finds me will kill me. Last verse, last two verses. And the Lord said to him, therefore, whoever kills Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord set a mark on Cain, lest anyone finding him should kill him. Last verse 16. Then Cain went out from the presence of the Lord and dwelt in the land of Nod on the east of Eden. You may be seated. This week, um, I was, I was, I heard this particular word, and uh, one of our speakers for the Up and Out Deliverance Conference, I just heard one word and I cut it off. I said, stop, I don't want to hear no more. And then... I began to do research all this week. Um, well, it started last week. That's when it started. Last week and this week. And I was very intrigued by this, uh, this topic that we're going to be dealing with probably this Sunday, next Sunday. Um, but I see it in this house. And... When I see something, when the Lord shows me or highlights something in this house, uh, we've got to address it. But we're also going to address it in prayer. And this needs to be one of our prayer points uh, because it's a dangerous spirit. It's a dangerous spirit. It's a dangerous spirit to even uh, have. Uh, uh, our topic, our series topic is called The Wanderer. Um, but it's really... Dealing with deliverance from the spirit of vagabond. I see this spirit in this church. I've seen it in this church upon people. Uh, they just they just go to and fro. I mean, they just, they, I mean, just, oh my God, it's, it's ridiculous. Let me tell you what a vagabond is. The Hebrew word is nude. Uh, N-U-W-D. Uh, it means to waver or to wander. Everybody say to waver or to wander. It is to flee. It is to be a fugitive from moving from place to place without any settled habitation. You have no direction. Mm -hmm. Cain, if you read your Bibles, Cain was the firstborn of Adam and Eve. He was a tiller of the ground. Everybody say he was a tiller of the ground. Now, if you look at the characteristics of Cain, we see, we see just from reading or, well, let me just say from what you read, but my studying, uh, there's a difference between reading and studying. And, and what I've studied is that uh, Cain was self-willed. We'll talk about that later in a minute. He, was, uh, he had a little haughtiness. We'll talk about that later in a minute. 
And he was a vindictive man, as we can see in Scripture. He was vindictive. He was vindictive. Uh, now, let's look at these scriptures. Let's look at verse 3. It says, in the process of time, it came to pass that Cain brought an offering of the fruit of the ground to the Lord. What did Cain do? He brought an offering. He brought an offering. He brought an offering of the fruit of the ground. Point number one. It says Cain brought an offering, but it also says that Abel brought an offering. If you read your Bible, it's in there in Scripture, but you got to do a little bit more digging behind the Scriptures. Abel brought the firstling. Read your Bible. Is that what it say? Abel brought the firstling. It says Cain brought produce. Brought an offering. Two people worshiping the same God. Two different types of hearts. Two different types of offerings. One took time to think about the offering. One just brought him any old type of offering. Now here's the other thing as I began to study this. About this offering, it's going to bless you. It's going to bless you because it blessed me almost through my computer. If you read the Bible, the chapter before, did not God curse the earth? Cain brought something, produce from the ground to give as an offering to the most high God. He brought produce that was cursed and tried to offer it up as a sacrifice unto the Lord. You can't bring a cursed gift to the Lord. So my thing, if you knew the ground was cursed, why didn't you ask God what type of gift you want? Well, y'all don't need, they didn't, they didn't like that. But, uh, come on, let's move on. So Cain brought the Lord produce from the very place God had cursed in the previous chapter to offer as a sacrifice to the Most High God, which lets me know you weren't even thinking about this gift. Some of us think we can just bring any uh, God any old type of worship. You've been playing in dirt all week long. Can anybody say nothing? And then you got nerve to come into the most high God's presence. Come on here. With uplifted, dirty hands. I can't hear nobody say nothing. Dirty mouths. I can't hear nobody say nothing. You've been doing every damnable thing. I guess some of y'all, not all of y'all, but just, just your neighbor that's sitting next to you. Some of y'all been doing some stuff, and then you have nerve to come into the house of God and offer up a sacrifice of praise, but your lips have been everywhere else. Your lips been saying in and everything. I can't hear nobody. Why are y'all not talking back to me? I'm just talking about the one that's sitting next to you or the one that's sitting behind you. I'm not talking about you. It's quiet. 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 Touch your neighbor and say, you just can't bring God any old type of sacrifice. It has to be a sacrifice that he wants. Hallelujah. The Bible says present your Abel's sacrifice consisted of blood. Without the shedding of blood, there would be no remissions of sins. 
if you want your sins forgiven, it has to require blood. Okay, then right there. So again, Cain and Abel both come in to worship God. Both had offerings. Abel's offering was accepted and Cain's offering was rejected. Abel put thought into his offering and Genesis 4 and 4 says, Abel brought the firstborn of his flock and their fat. And the Lord respected Abel's offering. Verse 5 through 7 says, but he did not respect Cain and his offering. And Cain was very angry. Now let me tell you how this vagabond spirit came into play. This vagabond spirit that I see in the church has the root, root of rejection. Everybody holler out rejection. Everybody holler out rejection. Now, here's the thing. Cain had the opportunity, did he not? To come back to God and give him the sacrifice that he required, did he not? Because God said, if you do well and just do it again, I will... But let me tell you about rejection. Rejection is a bad booger. Has anybody in this room, and that should be everybody, has anybody in this room ever suffered rejection? And thank y'all for being honest, <laughs> but because at the end of this sermon or series, it is our job of God to really dig out this root of rejection which opens up the curse of vagabond upon us. Alright? And so, uh, uh, rejection calls the injury. Everybody say rejection calls the injury. But the rejection was because the, of the type of sacrifice he brought. It had nothing. Come on. God was just trying to redirect him with that rejection. But sometimes if we don't allow redirection with rejection, it, it will turn the other way. Mm, they didn't like that. They didn't like that. Now, God, again, gives Cain another chance to offer the right sacrifice. But that rejection was not allowed to fuel repentance. He had two options, repent, do it again, or get mad and angry and let this rejection cause sin to overtake him. In most cases, most of us, most of us, I myself included, if we're not careful, we will allow rejection to fuel us and take us in the other direction. Most of us don't have the mental capacity to allow rejection to make us better and do it over again. Oh, I wish I had some help in here. He had two options. Repent. Do it over. Or get mad and kill somebody. Oh, verses 8 through 9. Cain talked to his brother. And they were in the field that Cain rose up and killed Abel. Once again, Cain had the opportunity to, to repent and do the right thing. But that rejection opened up the door for him to murder his own brother. Now, let me tell you something. We may not physically murder anybody with our rejected self. But we may murder somebody with our tongue. Our mouth becomes the gun and our words become the bullets. Be 
because be, just be honest, be honest, be honest, be honest, be honest. And I'll, I'll tell them myself, when I have been rejected, uh, the, 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 that spirit of rejection rise up, that bitterness may settle in. I can't hear nobody say nothing. And that anger, and you begin, that pride begins to say, well, who do they think they are? And I, you know, I'm just as good as da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And that's the same way Cain was. He was like, I'm just as good as Abel. Why you didn't want to accept mine? Da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. And that rejection spirit starts coming up. I can't nobody say nothing. And then we start murdering people with our mouths. And could it be that God is giving you the opportunity to humble yourself and bring yourself down? I can't nobody say nothing. So he can redirect you in the right direction because your steps are ordered. But some of us get off the path of the steps that God had ordered because we allow rejection and sin to fuel us. Instead of saying, God, what's wrong with me? Help me get myself together. But many of us, we don't see through that lens. And so now we open up the door for the spirit of vagabond to come on in. Everybody say, come on in. Everybody say, come on in. So this opened up the door. This rejection opened up the door for envy, jealousy. Come on here. And even murder. Cain, let me tell you something. Now, Cain had to really think about, think about this. He had to really think about murdering his brother. This wasn't nothing that just happened overnight. Let me tell you, when you don't deal with rejection, bitterness, and envy, and jealousy sets in, and then you start meditating and mulling over and, and marinating over that thing. If you don't deal with rejection, that thing will end up hurting you in the long run. Not only hurting you, but hurting those that are around you, even the ones that God has assigned to you. Wish I had some help in here. Firstborn. Firstborn. How many relationships have, have we ruined because we did not deal with our rejection? They didn't like that, Jesus, but you told me to preach this. Am I boring you or am I helping you? Because even as I'm talking, as I'm talking, as a... Uh, 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 teacher Andre was teaching Friday night with the men talking about uh, 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 slavery and sonship and, and how, you know, basically I'm, uh, we're talking about the same thing. That if we don't deal with our, our rejection, our rejection, we will abort destiny. We will abort relationships. We will, abort, we will kill everything that God has assigned to us because we won't deal with our rejection. And then we walk in slavery. We walk in bondage. We walk in bondage. God told, he told Cain, he said, sin crouches at the door. He said, but you can master it. Will you touch yourself and say, self, I can master sin. I don't have to let sin rule over me. I don't have to become a slave to sin. And, you know, we think sin is sex and drinking, masturbating, but there's more sin than just that. Right. Cain thought and thought until it festered. Now, I don't know about y'all, but some of us in here are what we call stewards. 
It's like a crock pot. Anybody know about the crock pot? You know, uh, uh, sometimes Mama Gannett and Stephanie, when we have uh, pinto beans and yetobo shatabasaya. Uh, uh, and uh, and they let the beans kind of soak. I can hear nobody say nothing. Uh, yes, God, hallelujah. And Mama again, she'll cut up the onions and the and she'll cut up, she cut up what the bell pepper, whatever she put in there. I can't hear nobody say nothing. Or oh, Stephanie, they do that, and then they put it in the crock pot and or they let it slow cook over. Oh, I done got excited, Jesus. They let that thing simmer overnight and many of us are like crock pots because we don't deal with stuff I can't nobody say nothing we just let stuff just days over days days over weeks over weeks Somebody said, I'm going to cook some beans tonight. All right, go ahead and do that. Make sure you bring me some. Amen. Hallelujah. Make sure you have some Jiffy cornbread when you do it. Amen. Hallelujah. Oh, by if, you, if you're real bad, go on and put some ground beef in there. Amen. Hallelujah. Add a little rice to it if you want to. Mm. Y'all don't know nothing about that. That's good country eating right there. Anybody from the country? Yes, yes, all right, all right. Come on, bring your minds back. We talking about vagabond, we ain't talking about food. And so, uh, so this opened up the door. And let me tell you, it's, it's, it don't feel good to be rejected. But sometimes God allows rejection for redirection. Well, you go on and post that. Sometimes God allows rejection for redirection because sometimes we're going down the wrong path and God will allow. I said God will allow rejection for our benefit. Hallelujah. Uh, because you might think you're ready for something when you really ain't. All right, let's keep on going. So Cain thought and thought until it festered into murder. It was a premeditated sin. You know us folks. We, we think about what we're going to do, the type of sin, because we already know God's going to forgive us. You cannot take advantage of God's mercy and grace. Go on, I'm going to go sin. Well, go on and sin. Come on, go on and do something you ain't got no business doing. And you don't know if God's going to call your number that same day. Come on here, and that day he's dispatched a death angel to come on. Touch your neighbor said, don't, don't play Russian roulette with your life, because... You know, you, you, you just, it's not good. It's not good. It's not good. And what, I know he's a forgiving God, but what if he decide, your, all right, let's move on. All right, so, so, so Cain thought and thought until it festered. It was a premeditated sin. Now, some of us saints, we, again, I said, we're not going to literally kill, but we'll kill and we'll slay our brothers and our sisters with our tongues. And if you be real, real honest with me, how many say, I have done that myself. I have killed many people. I have used, I, I, come on, come on. I have killed many people with my tongues because I got mad. Come on, raise your hand. Raise, come on, that should be everybody in here. Everybody in here. We have used our tongue as a weapon to kill somebody because of how they treated us. Yeah. 
It does not feel good to be rejected, especially when you want to be a part of something, but they feel, they're like, you ain't, you, you're not good enough. You right. I might not be good enough. Oh. Okay, they didn't like that. All right. Our tongue, again, is the gun, and our words are the bullets that kill. We must understand the curse is the result of sin. The curse was the result of, come on, the curse was the result of, so again, uh, now, now let's go on, let's go on. It's God never asked the question because he doesn't know. He questioned Cain to stir him to confession and repentance. As I said earlier, God ain't stupid, but he always asks questions to jar you, to stir that conscience. Mm -hmm. But instead of confession and repentance, we see another spirit. Y'all remember what I said earlier? We see a haughty spirit. We see a vindictive spirit. Come on here. Come on here. We see arrogance. Come on here. And many of us that have been rejected, we fall into that category. Pride, arrogance. Come on. Corrupted conscience. And even to the point we start lying. Now, you're talking to an all-knowing, all-seeing God, and you said, I don't know. Am I my brother's keeper? You're going to get fly with God. And because you got fly with God, you open up a door for the curse to come in on your life. So it's quiet in here. My goal is to get all of us to repent so this curse can be lifted off of us. I'm going to give you some characteristics of the vagabond spirit. You want to write this down or record it because it's going to bless you and some of it by the time I'm done today the whole church might need to be on the altar repenting. Should nobody in this room be exempt including myself. The Bible says verse 10 the voice of your brother's blood cries to me from the ground. The very place that I gave you jurisdiction over, this was your metron. You kill somebody with, and you wasted their blood on the very place that I gave you jurisdiction over. That's a whole different message within that right there. The blood is the blood crying was a symbol. Of the soul crying for its right to live. Come on here. In this instance, the cry was a demand for the punishment of the murderer. Now, I think about America. Let me park right here. I think about America. I think about America. I think about America. And all of the innocent blood that's been shed in America. Come on here. Abortion. Come on here. Come on here. Killing folks. Folks just killing folks for just no reason. Shedding innocent blood. How, many, how, many, how much blood have we wasted on the earth because we don't regard life? I was at my dad's house all this week. But there was a guy, uh, he's, uh, there was a shooting here in Dallas at a school. Did y'all hear about that? And the guy that came to visit my dad is a close friend of, of my, my stepmom. And, and uh, he actually helped raise the boy that got killed. And they had to wake 
Friday, yes, Friday, and they had the funeral yesterday, I believe, and, and uh, uh, very sad. I said, so what happened? The 15, 15 years old, y'all. The boy that shot was 15. The boy that did the shooting was 15. What is wrong with our youth? I know what's wrong. Because we got parents wanting to be friends. Instead of being parents. There has to be a healthy boundary. We can talk about everything, but that's going to have to be a level of respect. And also, we have kids having kids. And so as I, you know, and so I was, I was just like, I'm just, I'm just baffled because most of what I'm seeing on the news now, what I'm seeing on the news now, and I hate to look at the news, I hate it because it's so depressing, but what I've been hearing on the news here lately since I've been going to my dad's house because they like to watch the news. I don't like watching the news because, it, I mean, it's just too much. It's just too much. It's always bad stuff. It's very, very seldom. It's good stuff. It's always bad stuff. I've been seeing in the news, y'all, killing, but it's mostly young people. Who have no regards for life. What happened to the day and time? And I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm just, let me just park it. What happened to the day and time when we used to fight? When we used to fight. Fight, fight. And we used to say, meet me after school at 3 o'clock. Catch me outside. Oh, I mean, uh. When, 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 when I was growing up, one thing about no guns, but we're going to fight. And you know, we did, we did this. You know, y'all see that line? Step across that line, I'm going to whoop your tail. Now we got a generation where we're not fighting. We're going to the house, and we're going to get our guns, and we're going to pop, 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 pop. It's quiet right there. And so much bloodshed has been done in America. Could that be? Which is why we see so much cursing in the land because God still honors the blood because life is in the blood. Life is in the blood. And when we shed innocent blood, God is not pleased with innocent blood being shed. What about, what about, what about folks in prison, folks dying in the electric chair, and they are innocent? Touch your neighbor said, innocent bloodshed. And America has to repent. And, re and America has to be gotten by God because we've shed it too much blood. Because we're going off of he saying, she saying, not real facts. The blood crying is a symbol of the soul crying for his right to live. This was the place. This was the ground. The ground was the was the jurisdiction where Cain had rule over. So now, since you shed it into some blood and blood has come to the ground, God says, this is what's going to happen to you. It's going to yield forth the fruit of curses instead of the fruit to eat from the ground. <gasps> Let's read on down. Verses 11 through 16 says, now you're cursed from the earth, which has opened his mouth to receive your brother's blood from your hand when you till the ground. Listen, here's the curse coming in. Sin opened up the curse. How do we get curses? How do we get curses? What opens the door for curses?
The Lord says, since you want to do what you want to do, I'll remove myself and I'll allow the enemy to come on in. When you disobey God, God is like, all right, go ahead on. They didn't like that, Jesus. When you till the ground, it shall no longer yield its strength to you. God said, a fugitive and a vagabond you shall be on the earth. Cain says, my punishment is greater than I can bear. Surely you have driven me out. This day from the face of the ground, I shall be hidden from your face. I shall be a fugitive and a vagabond on the earth. And it will happen that anyone who finds me kill me. Now you worry about somebody killing you when you didn't kill somebody. Isn't that funny? Isn't that real funny that? Okay, they didn't like that. Here we go. Characteristics of a vagabond spirit. You want to write this down. Vagabonds. Don't think about nobody else when I'm talking, when I'm calling out these characteristics. I want you to do self-inventory. Don't open up. You'd be like, girl, that sounds like, uh, that sounds like Quinesia. That sounds like Nene. No, 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 no. No, no. As I'm calling out these characteristics, and there are plenty. I'm just giving you a few. Here we go. Characteristics of a vagabond. How you know you may be dealing with a vagabond spirit. You are unsettled and you, are, you have an unstable lifestyle. How you know you may be dealing with the spirit of vagabond. You won't plant anywhere. You won't submit to authority. You have an inability to produce. Oh, okay, all right, all right, all right. Huh? No, just write them down. Inability to produce, won't submit to authority, won't plant, unstable. What the Bible says about instability? That a double-minded man is what? Unstable in all of his ways. So if you're dealing with instability in your mind, you might have a spirit of vagabond on you. One day you're up, one day you're down. Y'all say almost level. To the sometimes up, sometimes down. Almost level to the ground. Y'all ready? It's also how you know you may be dealing with a spirit of vagabond. The characteristic is uh, you, oh, it, you have a hard time succeeding in anything. You always meet failure. Nothing ever works. Lord, the saints are writing the day. Hmm. When I saw this one, I was like, Lord Jesus. How you know you may be dealing with another characteristic of a spirit of vagabond? You are destructive. Somebody said, oh, Jesus. Did I, I didn't hear no cussing in that then. Oh, okay. I was just like... <laughs> I thought I heard, oh, <laughs> Shanda Bahaya. <laughs> Pastor Cassandra, I'm like, we have to come on down here now. Come on, get that vagabond spirit out your tongue in Jesus' name. 
All right? You suffer with poverty and lack continuously. You deal with discontentment. You are depressed. You are suicidal. Okay, all right. Jesus, suicide, suicidal, depression, discontent. This, D-I-S, con, C-O-N, tent, T-E-N-T. D, D-E, press, P-R-E-S-S, I-O-N. <laughs> Who need what? what? Come on, hair up, uh, Sister Freeman. What you need? Uh, unsettled. Unsettled, unstable lifestyle. Well, it's a whole lot that I wrote, I mean, that I called out. You won't submit to authority. You won't plant nowhere. Uh, inability to produce is hard to, to succeed. You always meet failure. Uh, you're going to suffer poverty and lack. You, you suffer poverty and lack. Listen, here's another one. You have uncontrolled temper. Oh, Jesus. I heard the whole church said, Ooh. You have an uncontrolled temper. You have unforgiveness. Lord, I know he told me to preach this then. Because we're dancing and shouting, but we have a vagabond spirit hovering over us. And we really can't receive the full blessings of God because we won't deal with the root, which is really rejection. So we're doing like one of the lyrics in Good Times, scratching and surviving. That ain't the will of God. The saints should not be scratching and surviving. What do you say? Good times? No, the devil is a lie. Chow, chow line, C-H-O-W, chow line, like a soup kitchen. Mm -hmm. If y'all watch Seinfeld, they went in the soup kitchen and said, no more soup for you, all right? Another characteristic of the vagabond spirit, you waste resources. Lord, have mercy, Jesus. Stephanie, I think I might need to cut the truck on and let's roll up out of here. Did y'all get that? You waste resources. And guess what? If you are a church hopper, you deal with the spirit of vagabond. 
You hop from church to church to church. You won't plant. If you get mad at every church you go to and you find another church, you get happy there, you get in that honeymoon phase at that church, and then they do something wrong there you don't like, then you hop to another church, hallelujah, and then you won't settle there, you won't plant yourself there. When the Bible says, oh, my God, uh, uh, it's, I think it's Psalms, it's Psalms, it's Psalms, it's Psalms, uh, chapter 1, and ye shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth this fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he does shall prosper. Many of you not prospering because you won't plant. You won't get somewhere and be submitted. I don't care if you don't, come on, if you say God has sent you to the house, I can't hear nobody, submit yourself, humble yourself, and let God, come on here, and whatever you don't like, let God fix it, hallelujah. But most times, God wants to change our perspective of how we see things because we're seeing it from a rejected lens. And God is putting pressure on you to change your ways. That's why when you go to, when you keep going from church to church, it's, it's not the church, it's you. You're the common denominator. It's not the church. And now, I got church hurt. Got church hurt. Got church hurt. I got Brahms hurt. Brahms. What is Brahms? It's a burger and ice cream shop. What do you mean you got Brahms hurt? Well, I went to the Brahms here on Cockrell Hill. I had bad service. The, the, the girl that took my money at the drive-thru, just rude, nasty. And I'm trying to order, what else? Before I, before I finish, what else? And I told her, I said, you stop and stop talking and let me finish what I got to say. Don't you say nothing else. But guess what? I don't get that when I go to Chick-fil-A. I say, my pleasure. Come on here. Why come y'all can't do that at Brahms? So when I got to the window, I told that girl, I said, let me tell you something. When I'm talking and I'm giving you what I want, you don't overtalk me. You wait till I'm finished. She done. Lord, if I wasn't saved, I would have reached through that window and snatched her out. I gave her my money. I just drove on to the next one, got my food. I said, I ain't ever, and I have not been, back to that Brahms. Just because you have a bad experience at Brahms, don't put all the Brahms in Oh, my God. Are you understanding what I'm saying? You just had one bad experience at one restaurant, and now you're going to lump them all together saying, I got Brahms hurt. Now I had to put it in your, 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 your vernacular so you would understand. So I ain't no Brahms hopper. 
I'll just go to the one that I like. <laughs> Are you understanding what I'm saying? You've suffered hit after hit after hit at church. Now you lump all the churches. You, first of all, did you really pray about where God told you to go? Joe is quiet. Because guess what? I've only belonged to two churches in my whole life. Zion Chapel Missionary Baptist Church in Hutchins, Texas. And True Way, which is now called The Way. I don't do church hopping. Because when you church hop, you collect spirits from every church you go. You become like a trash can. And now, because you've been hurt after church, after church, after church, now you bring that, your rejected self and all that trash from all these churches you didn't been through, been to, and now we got to deliver, help get you delivered, but you get mad because we want to offer deliverance to you. Where they do that at? You got a vagabond spirit and you need to be delivered. All right, let me give you some more characteristics because my, oh, my time is up. No, I ain't going to keep going. Y'all want me to keep going? Are uh, y'all liking this? How many people got mad? Well, you, got, you got mad? Well, at least you're honest. She got mad. Mad at who? Oh, she got mad at, okay, don't be mad at me. I'm just, I'm just, a, I'm just the mailman. Y'all get mad at the mailman. Come on here. When get, do y'all get mad at the mailman when they bring their bill? I don't know why they bring them bills to this house. You made them. But you be like, you brought it. Here we go. Uh-oh. Oh, Lord. Uh, give me back. Give me two minutes. Three. Two. Two minutes. Put two on there. Well, get five. Do five. And I'm, and I'm going to the house. I got to go see my dad. I ain't going to be standing up here all day with y'all. Come on here. All right. How you know you may be dealing with a vagabond spirit or a characteristic of a vagabond? You're always the victim. And you say, don't nobody understand what I'm dealing with. Just put, I always play the victim. They just don't want my anointing. I just go somewhere else where I can be used by the Lord. Maybe God don't want your produce. Maybe because you have an inability to produce, we don't want that type of fruit. We're already trying to get bad fruit out at the house anyway. Okay, they didn't like that. A characteristic of the vagabond spirit. You compensate your lack of commitment and stability with more tasks. You compensate your lack of commitment and stability with more task. You just stay busy, but you ain't producing nothing. Let me say it one more again. 
You compensate your lack of commitment and stability with more tasks, but produce nothing. Oh, this is going to be the last one. Oh, I got three minutes. Okay. Here's another one. A characteristic of y'all call it. Oh, let me, I'm going to put y'all. Let me put me in there. We call it the gift of discernment, honey. So I got that gift of discernment. There's no such thing as a gift of discernment. It's called discerning of spirits. Everybody should have some level of discernment. Such a neighbor says it's not a gift. Honey, I got my, got my discerning. I got that spirit. I got that gift of discernment, honey. No, what it really is, it's called a spirit of suspicion. And people who deal with the spirit of vagabond are very suspicious. Don't trust nobody. Everybody. You're looking at everybody. There's something in her eyes, honey. Did you see the way he slithered up to me today? He hugged me, but he really don't like me. Did you hear how he said, hi, hi? She half hugged me today. It was one of them fake hugs. Give me one of them sad hugs. You're suspicious. You deal with a spirit of suspicion. Mm -hmm. Yeah, y'all don't like that, but that's okay. It's okay, okay, okay. How you know you may be dealing with the spirit of vagabond? Oh, God. Oh, God. Oh, God. There's a hindrance in your worship. I see it all the time every Sunday, every Wednesday. Not only here, but other churches that I've visited. When people can just sit while others got hands lifted, speaking in a tonga. Come on here. They crying, and you sitting there, the praise team sweating. What was y'all saying today, Sydney? No, that, 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 uh, the, that fast one y'all was singing. Who? How'd it go? I forgot how it go. How'd it go? Oh, that's all right. Uh, that's okay. That's all right. That is okay. That's all right. Oh, that sounded a hot mess. Hey, I don't know what. What y'all saying? What you saying? What is that? What is that? Uh, 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 uh. Are you playing it? What'd you say? What's, how you go? Uh, uh, okay, all right, all right. And, uh, and uh, while they sitting up here sweating, people with a vagabond, you judge other people how they worship. And you don't worship yourself. You be sitting there judging, huh? It don't take all that. Why they moving side to side? Why they got to lift their hands like that? It don't take all that. Just worship him, honey. Oh, we got to worship like you? 
Sit there, look emotionless. Or you don't say nothing. You just be looking like a frog. You're doing the mannequin challenge in your seat. It's comical, but I see it. All right, y'all come back Wednesday. What's Wednesday? Who? Okay, y'all gonna come back Wednesday? Y'all got mad saying I ain't coming. I had enough for today. Okay, out of what? Somebody said, I don't know if I'm coming back Wednesday after all this. But what I said was, if you got a wandering spirit, that's why we, I titled it The Wanderer. Because the wanderer deals with the spirit of vagabond. You just roam from place to place. Y'all remember a song about a temptation? It said, Papa was a rolling stone. Wherever he laid his hat was his home. Uh-uh, not when he died. Just stay right there. Just go back. You roam from place to place. Even, even you can be here. But your spirit, your mind is roaming. You're not planted here in your mind. And sooner or later, if you're not planted here in your mind, your body's going to follow wherever your mind takes you. That's why the OJ said, your body's here with me. But your mind is on the other side of town. And many of us, we look, phys we look physically planted. But our mind... It's somewhere else. You won't come to church. You won't participate in nothing. You got your name on the roll. Won't tithe. That's why you lack. Because you got a vagabond spirit. You won't participate in nothing. We have all these activities, and you still won't come. I just, I just won't be bothered all them church Negroes. You're dealing with a vagabond spirit because you won't submit. And lo and behold, if you have a problem submitting to to authority, then more than likely you have a submission problem with God. Isn't it funny how you'll submit to the boss? That's because you're behind getting a check. But do something wrong, let that boss fire you. But when it comes to the house of God, everybody wants to be a renegade. Don't nobody want to submit to nobody. And in and, and every sphere that we are in, there's a level of submission everywhere. Everybody is submitted to somebody. And I told y'all last year, you're really seeing the heart of America. I told y'all at the beginning of last year that God was going to lift up the skirt of America to reveal what our heart is really like. We're not submitted. We're not submitted to God. We're not even submitted to one another. We're not submitted to delegated authority. And look how we, and I know, I know y'all don't like Trump. I know you don't like Trump. I know you don't like, let me say that, let me put a handle on it. President Donald J. Trump. I know you don't like it. And God allowed 
him to be in office. Can't nobody say, and look how we are treating our president. I can't nobody say nothing. You say, no, that's your president. Our president, because he still has rulership over, and how you treat the president, despite how you like it, is a direct reflection of how you treat God in your private life. Because we're supposed to give respect to those in authority. Don't matter if they say Don't matter if we don't like what they're doing. It's a matter of honor. And when you don't honor people, you will get dishonored. Stand to your feet. You just call them Trump, that old Trump. And I listen, I was at my daddy's house. And nobody in my daddy's house cared for Trump. And they said, that old dummy, dummy, dummy. I was like. God didn't say we was going to like everything that he did. But there are some things he has done that has helped the Christians. Y'all forget that. I mean, we're so dishonorable. We're so dishonorable. I said we are so dishonorable. We are. We dishonor one another. We're just on the one, when we get mad at folks, we start, especially if they told us all their business. When we get mad, we start dishonoring them by spilling all their tea, as y'all call it. And so when uh, Andre was teaching Friday night, he was teaching how we spill beans on folks. We spill the coffee and the tea when everybody has confided in us, when they get mad and they depart from us. Come on here. We start telling all they've been, we start character assassinating people once they hurt us. While Andre was teaching Friday night, I was sitting in the chair listening and repenting. I ain't got time to be thinking about you. While he was teaching, I said, Lord, I have dishonored people. I have talked about people because they have hurt me. I have wanted to literally kill people because they have hurt Oh, yeah. I have wanted to fight people because they have hurt me. I have used my words to speak curses on people that have hurt me. I ain't talking about y'all. talking about me. And I said, God, I can't, I can't. I said, God, forgive, I repent. Because if I sow dishonor, that's going to be your harvest. Who will join me today? I said me because I'm, I'm already here. Y'all standing there looking. I've dishonored. I've killed folks with my words because I've been rejected. I've been mad at folks, and because of what I've done, I've opened myself up to a curse, a spirit of vagabond. That's why I have an inability to produce. That's why I'm, I'm suffering lack. I deal with depression and suicide because of rejection, and I've got to deal with it today. Who's going to join me today? That I've got to take my mouth off of God's people, my brothers and sisters. I may not like everything they do. That ain't my business. My business is I want to hear God say, well done. That's all I want to hear. I don't want to go to hell. I don't want to, I don't want to get to the gates and say, turn around. Mm -mm. You killed your brother. 
you got mad and you wouldn't repent. You've been rejected by authority figures, and that has put a, a sharp wound in you. You won't take correction, so you open up your, your soul to a curse of vagabond. That's why you move from place to place. You don't submit. You church hop. You go here and there. Somebody try to correct you. You get mad and start popping off when God is, God is trying to steer you in the right direction. I've done it. So let us lift our hands up towards heaven. Some of us need to ask God to forgive us for, for, for how we've handled rejection. Because what this is going, you need to ask God to forgive you. And you need to forgive those that have hurt you. Because you no longer want to operate under the spirit of vagabond. You, don't know, you no longer want to have, every time you try to do something, it falls to the ground. You can't produce nothing. You might need to call some people's names out that have hurt you. And you need to let the Lord heal your heart today. You need to release those that have offended you. Because you're not going to heaven with unforgiveness in your heart. You open up the door to spirits to come in and torment you because you won't forgive. I'm talking to me too. So on the count of three, I want you to start repenting. Say, Lord, forgive me. Clean my heart out. Take out everything that ain't like you. I forgive those that have hurt me. And if you know their names, call their names out. I release myself from the spirit of rejection. And I close the door to the spirit of vagabond because I no longer want to be a wanderer and a fugitive. I no longer want to be unsettled and unstable and can't produce nothing and depressed and suicidal and mad and angry. Can't hold, can't hold my temper. I don't no longer want to deal with these effects, side effects of a spirit of vagabond. One, two, three, get to repenting. Come on, call their names out. Because when you repent, the Bible says in Acts chapter 3, when you repent, then times of refreshing can come.
if you're real bold to make the devil a liar, if those persons are in this room, I dare you to give a, the devil a double black eye by going and hugging the person and say, I've let it go. I've released it today. And I forgive you. Will you forgive me? Come on, if you're bold, if you're real bold, give the devil a black eye to let it know that, let him know that you've really done it. Might need to send some texts today or some phone calls. There's restoration and repentance. Ooh, I feel a wave of glory. Hallelujah. Come on, let that pride go. Come on, go hug that person that you know has offended you, that you got an alt with. Come on, let it go today. It ain't worth it compared to the glory that God wants to bestow upon us. And come on, come on, come on. Some of you may need to send some texts today and say, I let it go. I forgive. I release you. I forgive you. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Because you, hallelujah, you're not worth me going to hell over. You're not worth me dying and going to hell over because I won't forgive. Come on. You're not worth me dying and going to hell over. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, Zion. Hallelujah. 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 Let the wave of your glory turn this stony heart into flesh. Let the weight of your glory turn this stony heart into flesh. Let it breathe life into our hearts. Let it heal every broken place. Let it blow wind into our hearts. And let it heal every broken place. Lord, let the weight of your glory turn this heart into flesh. Lord, let the weight of your glory turn this heart into flesh. Let it heal every broken place. 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 Let the weight of your glory. Let it fall fresh like dew. Let the weight of your glory. Let it fall fresh like dew. Restore every heart, every mind. 
Restore every heart, every mind. Let it heal every broken place. Let it heal every broken place. We want the weight of your glory. We want the healing of your glory. We want the weight of your glory. We want the healing of your glory. Send our refreshing, Lord. Send our refreshing, Lord. Send our refreshing, Lord. Send our refreshing, Lord. Lord, let the weight of your glory let it fall in this place. Lord, let the weight of your glory let it fall in this place. Restore every broken place. Restore every broken place. Mend every broken heart. Mend every broken heart. Put the pieces back together, oh Lord. Put the pieces back together, oh Lord. We commit to you, Lord. We recommit to you, Lord. We surrender again. Lord, we surrender again. Lord, we surrender. surrender again make every crooked place straight Lord make every crooked place straight Lord Lord let the weight of your glory Lord let the weight of your glory let it fall let it fall let it fall let it fall let it fall, 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 the weight of your glory, let it fall, let it fall, the weight of your glory, let it fall, let it fall, the weight of your glory. Let the weight of your glory restore. Put our hearts back together. Put our souls back together. Put our minds back together. Hearts back together. Souls back together. Minds back together. Put them back together, oh Lord. 
put it back together, oh Lord. Healing power, healing power, your healing power, it sweeps this place, Lord. Your healing power, your healing power. There's a scripture in the Bible. Peter had just, through the Holy Ghost, performed a miracle with the lame man. And because the lame man was healed, they walked into the church. And Peter begins to preach to the church. Peter says in verse 19 of chapter 3, which is what we have done today, he said, repent therefore and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out. And for many of us, this was the beginning of the closing of the doors of the curse of sin. Jesus has already become a curse for us by hanging on a tree. But how many know that if we don't repent of sin and if we don't take on what Jesus has done for ourselves, we can still open ourselves up to the curse. But, Peter says, repent of sin and be converted that your sins may be blotted out. Will you touch yourself and say, I believe today because of what I did today, my sins have been blotted out as if they were never there. And then guess what? He said, once you repent and be converted and your sins have been blotted out, now he says, so that times of refreshing can come. Will you lift your hands all over this building and say, Lord Jesus, Lord Jesus let, the let the winds of refreshing hit me now. Come on, receive this time of refreshing. Come on, begin to open up your mouth and begin to receive. Come on, lift them hands and begin to receive the times of refreshing. Come on, he's refreshing you now. He's refreshing you now. He's refreshing you now. Come on, he's refreshing you now. Come on, come on. Come on, let times of refreshing hit you now. Come on, slip those hands up. Come on, let the wind of the Holy Ghost begin to refresh you now. Come on, let the wind of the Holy Ghost begin to refresh you now. Come on, let the wind of the Holy Ghost begin. Come on, this is times of refreshing now. The wind of refreshing. Send your wind of refreshing. Come on. Send your wind of refreshing. Come on, this is the time of refreshing. Send your wind of refreshing. I'm not a prisoner anymore. Send your wind of refreshing. I've started the process. 
to your seats rejoicing that I've repented I've been released from the jail cell I didn't know God was going to do all this I just I just heard him say deal with the spirit of vagabond because it's in the house and every time I obey God he always give me a sign that I've done what he told me to do and today was a sign. I can't hear nobody say nothing. Who wouldn't serve a God like this? I wish I had somebody. Will you touch yourself and say, Self, my rejection was just a redirection to get me closer to God. Come on here. My rejection was a redirection to get me closer to God. Sometimes God allows rejection because sometimes we hook up with the wrong people. And sometimes our rejection, come on here, I got to say that too, is a protection from God because I can't be with everybody. There is an assigned people or persons that I'm supposed to be connected to. And sometimes I want to be a part of a crowd that God has, don't even have his hand on. It's a dangerous thing when God has removed his hand from a group of people that you want to still be connected to. God wants to give you a group of people, hallelujah, that has his brand and his mark. Just because they look the part, they look like they got fruit, but don't have no fruit. Until you get up on them, they don't have no fruit. They look like they have fruit from afar. Come on here, fig tree. The fig tree looked like it had fruit, but until they got up on it, they couldn't detect no fruit. And that's what many of our relationships are like. They look like they got fruit from afar, but ain't producing nothing. And why would you want to be a part of something that ain't producing nothing? And something that I learned from Ryan Lestrange, he said, even with the spirit of vagabond, as I was just going through a whole bunch of stuff last night, uh, he's talking about even in the apostolic, when you're building, you have to be careful of allowing people who deal with a vagabond on your core group because it can it can Bring, that spirit can bring the inability to produce when you're trying to build. I said, Ryan Lestrange, I wish I could slap you through this computer. 
He said, you can have the vagabond in the, in the crowd, but you can't have them in the core. Because they will affect your core. And they will, de uh, they will, they will cause destruction in what you're trying to build. Thank you for joining our podcast today. If you would like more information about our ministry, or if you would like to sow a seed, visit us at www.twfcdallas.org.